It's time for JT the Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Talk to JT. As we are rolling on on the biggest topic in the NFL, this is nothing to dive into and look crazy about. Have we lost our belief in mind? Look, the elephant in the room is the majority of our audience are Raider fans, and they would like the Raiders to win now. They don't want to rebuild. They don't care about two or three years. The last 20-plus years have been hard, and they're sick of it. Excuses die. The record stands. JT the Brick. Are you kidding me? It's an absolute free-for-all with the Raiders on national radio debate shows. Everybody now is throwing blank up against the wall. No, no, no. Who are you listening to? Who's putting this in your head? But what happens next is what should this team do that's responsible, not reckless, makes sense, and could kind of thread the needle and get this team back to greatness. Are you with me on that? Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. And now, sound off like you got a pair. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Good to have you today as Raiders camp is open, and it's good to be back. Hope everybody's excited today. A lot of fans were out at Raiders training camp over in Henderson, man. Opening day, they had PSL holders, season ticket holders out there, ran into a couple of friends and some people who were there that I wasn't, weren't expected to see. So it was good to see if you were out there earlier today. And if you want to talk about Raiders camp opening, today's an important day. It's an important day. I was was out there from early in the morning, just got back to the studio here at Lotus Broadcasting and had a really good day out there. Seeing a lot of members of the media, uh, seeing the coaches and the players, talked to Max Crosby for a moment, uh, got a chance to see my bosses, people behind the scenes. It was good to be out there, and it was a hot, sticky one. It was. Even for deep, deep Henderson, it was hot out there today, and I think that's an advantage for the Raiders is playing in the weather, playing in the heat, uh, doing that, just getting ready to play and playing in these conditions. And there'll be many times they go inside to that beautiful facility, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and play with air conditioning and do all of that. But it was good to be out there today and to see this team which I think is better than most people believe it's going to be. But I kind of say that every year, and I get it. And you're going to say, hey, I'm just saying that for as a company guy. No, every year I feel pretty good about the team and the replacements, as we like to call it, the players that are no longer here and the players who replace them. Normally I feel pretty good about that. It's not a problem. You know, you, you're trying to bring in better players, younger players. You're trying to draft better and do all that. This year is interesting because Derek Carr's not out there. This is my 25th camp, 25 camps today. And Derek Carr, I was there for nine of them. And Derek Carr, you're normally we're in Napa. And after the first day, I'd be sitting out there and I'd sit down with Derek Carr and I'd interview him on radio locally and nationally. Brought my national show out there for a long time. Uh, Derek's not there. It was Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo came running out, running out, and look really good in practice. I saw some Mahomes sidearm stuff. I saw a couple of deep balls. Ball came out good. Again, he's not he's not under a pass rush. No, Max Crosby's not coming around the edge looking to take him out. It's none of that. But Jimmy Garoppolo looked fine to me today. And I hope that's a big story on SportsCenter tonight to shut up half the people in the media nationally who thought like Jimmy G would be on crutches today on the pup list or they would have just walked away from him because he failed his physical. Believe me, some people thought that. Some people thought that and uh, Jimmy looked great today. So does Max. Max just goes full boat on every play. And I got a chance to see Marcus Peters out there wearing the 24, the famed 24. 
of Charles Woodson and Willie Brown and the greats to wore that who wore that uniform before. Nice to see. And then some of the younger players that I kept an eye on there as I looked at the numerical roster and I'm trying to get ready for preseason. So today was one of those days where you saw the team out there in front of the fans. Uh, they ran some drills. They ran some plays. If you were out there, it was a pretty cool time to be there. And it starts. This, to me, is day one. This is day one of camp. It is. And everything that we talk about from here on out should be camp-related, other than the fact that we're trying to finish up our all-time Raiders team. And the two positions we have left are quarterback and wide receiver, and I'll do that next week as I come back from a quick trip I'm leaving today after the show to head to New York uh, for a long weekend to go to my nephew's wedding. So I'll be back here early next week, and we'll do it again. So last call to get in with me. Harry Ruiz will be in the next couple of shows you can get through if you have anything you want to say about the beginning of camp. And I don't want to do too much low-hanging fruit here, but pretty much your optimism or not as camp starts. You can only do that once. I can do it when the season starts the week of. What's your optimism as they make the cut from 90 to 53? But today's the opening of school. Today was the first day of school. You know, when you dropped your kids off at the bus or took them to school back in the day, that's the way I treated here. First day of school with the veterans and the rookies, and the free agents coming in. And I'm about to tell you something that I think is going to be the focus until the start of the season. And I ran this by a couple of people today, and their eyes lit up. So here's the way I'm going to handle the preseason and to the start of the season, which will be the road opener at Denver. This is just my perspective. It doesn't have to be yours. If these guys on this team aren't as pissed off as I am by the coverage of the national media and the fact that everybody thinks this team is pretty much awful from a national perspective and the way they're getting covered. USA Today predicted them to go 3-14. and 14. Uh, The same old guys who don't know the team on national radio are picking them to win four or five games. This is on the players. Of course it's on the coach and the GM and the owner. Of course. But if the players aren't as motivated to shut everybody up this camp. I can't remember a camp. I told Paul Gutierrez today on the sideline, I said, Paul, I don't remember a time. I can't remember a time where a roster was this disrespected than this roster that has so many good players. Look, if this team didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo, assuming Josh Jacobs will be fine, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, Tyree Wilson coming in, Marcus Epps at safety, and the addition of Marcus Peters, I get it. Rip them all day, and they could look like a two- or three-win team. How dare everyone look at the players, the All-Stars, the potential Pro Bowlers, I didn't even mention Colt Miller, who's I think going to have a Pro Bowl year this year. And for all of those guys that I just mentioned, and I'll try to do it again off the top of my head, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs when he gets in, Jakob Johnson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Peters, Chandler Jones, and this team, if they alone... Don't carry the focus of this offseason about the amount of disrespect I see this team getting, then there's nothing we can do on the radio. If these guys don't approach from today on that they are super pissed off, they hear everything. Max hears everything. 
Okay, let me get that out of the way. Max Crosby, he hears everything. It's the second I tweet something, I hear from him. And that's not me. That's not because he's on his phone all day. He, he just happened. He's aware of his surroundings. Jimmy Garoppolo is much different. Jimmy Garoppolo, he has to, you know, his phone is not connected to him. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the type of guy you can get in touch with easy. You can get in touch with easy and talk to him. But the rest of the guys on that team, they all have social media. They all have cable television. They all have NFL Network. They watch Good Morning Football. They see some of the other clips. Everything's viral. And everyone is kicking these guys in the guts. I say guts with a G, not wanting to what I want to say. The amount of disrespect is alarming on the first day of camp. And again, this is my 25th. This is not my first rodeo. So I've been there. I've been there for some of the worst teams I've seen in camp. The Jamarcus Russell era. You can go through some of the other players right after Gannon left. You can go to the Donald Hollis era. You can go anywhere you want. I've seen some bad teams. Okay, this isn't a bad football team. This team's got a lot of good players. And the only way to be optimistic about this team is you have to, like I just did twice, name the great players, what positions they play, and how many holes are there to fill. I don't see a lot of holes to fill. They're not changing the offensive line. I'd like to see them get another right tackle. Maybe they do. The defensive line, they put a lot of money and work into And there's a lot of guys like Tillery and players that they drafted and they got a star in Tyree Wilson who I think will be fine coming off an injury and Max and Chandler Jones. They're really not touching the defensive line. They went balls out in the secondary. They got you a brand new safety from the NFC Championship team in Epps who spoke today. They got you Marcus Peters and they got Nate Hobbs and about five other guys competing to play the other corner, who are all pretty good. They're not great, but they're pretty good. The only holes that I see on this team are linebacker. Who is going to guard Kelsey? Who can drop into coverage at linebacker and play a position and do a good job? That's it. Carlson, check the box. Cole, check the box. Two of the best, the best punter and maybe the best kicker in the game. I don't see a lot of holes. Now, another draft... Another year of free agency, there shouldn't be one hole. Okay, let me make that point clear. One more player that comes in in the next couple of weeks would be really big for me. One more player on defense. Get him. He's probably a linebacker. He might be someone else that you can get. If you get that guy, Dave can pull that off because, as you know, they can massage the cap. They gave Jacoby Myers a little bit of a bonus here and moved some money around to get the Peters deal done. But one more player would be a Christmas gift. It's either going to be a right tackle or a linebacker, and I'll be happy. It doesn't mean I don't like Jermaine Illumina or Brandon Parker, but I'm talking about players that are much better than them. Not better, much better than them might become available. And I'm not saying Divine Diablo can't play. He's got to prove he can. So if they can get a player that can play with Spillane and Diablo and, and get a guy that's recognizable like Denzel Perryman, who we had here a couple of years, get someone like that, And then I think the Raiders are pretty good. They can throw this team out there. And then I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how many games they're going to win, how many they're going to lose. I don't think they'll blow five double-digit second-half leads. That's just me. And I believe, as I've been preaching to everyone, the Pied Piper of Raider Nation Radio, the only way this team, only chance they got to compete, only chance, 
is to control the offense and control the football and let the other defense, uh, their defense, sit on the sidelines. I don't think this is going to be a bad defense. I think it's going to be improved. It better be for Patrick Graham's sake. It better be. You can't have the 28th, 29th, 30th ranked team around here on defense anymore. So if I'm right and I'm assuming the defense is going to be a little bit better with the addition of Tyree Wilson, Marcus Peters, and Max getting better and Chandler Jones having a bounce back year, it'll be a better defense than last year. Do we all agree? Do we all agree on that, that the defense should be a little bit better? The reason why people don't think the offense all can be better, especially the NFL insiders, is they pick Carr over Garoppolo, which I'm cool with. If you want to be in the car camp over Garoppolo, I'm fine with that. If it's a wash and they're both similar, I think you can win with Derek. I think you can win with Jimmy G. But I know the offense is better because of the addition of Jacoby Myers and Hunter was there today, and Hunter made an unbelievable catch. I think it was the first throw or second throw for Jimmy G. And Waller's gone, and they bring in a stud tight end out of Notre Dame. And I'm not nervous about Josh Jacobs. I've never been nervous about Josh. I think he'll be on time, ready to go when the season starts. So that's my opinion of camp here. As I said, and it will be something that I talk about often, and then I'll drop it. I'll drop it. I promise you I'll drop it the week of the first regular season game. These guys should be angry and pissed off at the way they're being treated and looked at by a lot of smart people and a lot of people in the media who aren't that sharp, but consensively, Most people don't think that the Raiders are going to compete and do anything other than Kay Adams. You know who Kay Adams is? Q goes on her show. She's like a, she thinks the Raiders could be pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm unearthing every rock and stone to try to find people on NFL Network, Fox, ESPN who say, you know, I think the Raiders are pretty good. They're sleeping on them. No one's done it. So if you're not in that locker room telling everybody that, and really pissed off about it and training your ass off, then there's nothing we can do as fans. Nothing. We can just sit back and watch. So I think the Raiders, like I do every year, I'm optimistic on the opening of camp. I think they've gotten better in regards to the selection process of personnel. I like the gentleman that we hear before a lot. I like Mayock. I like Reggie McKenzie. I like John Gruden, as you know, and I like Rich Basaccia. I liked everybody, and I worked with them all. But I will tell you this again. No time in the recent modern history of the Raiders have the Raider fans and the Raider organization and the players on the roster been this disrespected. I'm not doing this for a hype thing. I'm not doing this to get my podcast numbers up. I don't give a crap about anything other than the Raiders winning so my life is a little bit easier. Because the job, even when the Raiders aren't playing well, is a blessing and an honor to be associated with this team. I'm just different. I think it's my New York roots, my New York sports radio roots, my loyalty to the fans in this organization. I take it very personally when people in the media who aren't aware of this team come out of the gate and say, well, the team just sucks. They're going to win three games. I mean, the, the fact that USA Today put them up at 3-14, and 14, and save this. If they end up going 3-14, and 14, come on in here and destroy me. I'll, I'll, I'll do one of those dunk tanks. I'll go to the middle of a parking lot and just throw the ball and, and knock me in the water this time next year. I don't see a 3-14 and 14 team. I don't see a 5- or 6-win team. What I do see is a team that should be under tremendous pressure 
from within the organization and their fan base to win games that they didn't win last year, to be more efficient, to be more efficient, to be more desperate, and to play with an anger that the greatest Raider teams of all time have played with that I have documented with the Raiders' all-time team. Why the hell do you think I've done this this summer? I've told you about every Raider. Yesterday, I'm just ready to fight with fans with Twitter. My wife says, put your thumbs away. Guys are saying, you left Bo Jackson off the first team? Hell yeah, I left Bo Jackson off the first team. He barely played here. He was an elite player. He's an all-time player. He had one Pro Bowl. One. So do I have to educate people on Clem Daniels? Yeah. Do I have to educate people on Mark Van Egan? Do I got to educate people on how much better Josh Jacobs' numbers are than Bo Jackson? I guess I do. People are fighting me. You didn't put Bo Jackson on the first team. I got other people saying to me, you, you, you have this guy as a fullback. You Blah, blah, blah. I go, okay. Mark Van Egan was a fullback. He ran like a running back. I'm fighting people over that. The only mistake, it's the only mistake I want to admit that I got yesterday, it was a mistake on my part, was Zach Crockett. Because I had an honorable mention of like five fullbacks, and I didn't have Zach in there. And I didn't have Zach in there because I didn't think Zach was better than Marcel Reese. And that's why we're having this debate. But I had John Ritchie in there, and I think Zach was as good, if not better, than John. So other ones. So what did I do? I just cleaned it up. I said, you're right. Zach Crockett should be there. It's not hard. This isn't brain surgery. I'm not a Metro cop running into harm's way. I'm just trying to run a fast-paced, interactive Raiders radio show. And today, as I was out there saying hi to my bosses, friends, coaches that I know, Rob Ryan, Mo, who works with the team, Bobby Romanski, these are guys I've known over 20 years. And saw some members in the media that I know, Mark Anderson, we talked for a while, saw a couple of guys. The, the difference between me and not everybody, Q, I think I speak for Q. Q's the same way. I've just been doing this longer than Q, is I get pissed off. I protect the shield to the best of my ability in the, in the small role that I play in media, locally and nationally. And I'm just sick and tired of it. I'm just, at this time of year, I've never, I don't recall being this pissed off in a long time because of the media coverage. And the media is lazy. The media doesn't understand depth charts. The researchers do. But the guys who are doing 10 to 12-minute radio or TV segments, they can't dive into the depth of, wow, hey, the Raiders just picked up Marcus Epps and added Marcus Peters. What does that do to the defense? Maybe their coverage and better coverage gives Max another .4 seconds to get to the quarterback and get three more sacks. There's none of that. But they do that with the other teams. They tell you about that with the other teams. So I I just think that the Raider players should have an edge to them this preseason where they're really angry. And if they start out 0-2 because it's a gauntlet, then we'll see how they react to it. I think the locker room and the culture is really strong. The gentlemen now who are running the team who came from the Patriots, they only accept a good culture and a great locker room. Let Let me repeat that again. Under Belichick, McDaniels, and all the coaches that they've had over the years, they don't accept any BS in the organization. Whining, social media, complaining on radio. That's the culture that is here. They don't accept any of that. There's no one wavering off the reservation, going rogue on their phone, and drinking and staying out late or doing this or that, as far as we can tell. We don't know everything. 
This is a different brand of winning. They haven't won. They went from 10 wins to 6. I've been explaining to you they have a plan to deconstruct the roster and try to make it better. But as I saw today, this thing is buttoned up from a media perspective, from a social media perspective, from radio, television, here in-house. This is buttoned up like I've never seen before. And the national media doesn't know that. So that's the only thing I can bring to the show, what I know, what I hear, what I do. But the team's got to win games. And they got to come out of the gate and they got to get a game under their belt. Will this help them beat Denver? I don't know. I just hope that they play so damn hard in the preseason because they're fueled by the disrespect they have as they're eating lunch in this beautiful team facility and then they throw up on Good Morning Football or NFL Network, Raiders projected to win five games. I hope someone in that kitchen and in that room goes, how dare they? We're better than that. I think they're better than that. But, again, I'm not a gambler. I don't pick wins. You know, I do a fun little Super Bowl preview show coming up here. And we'll see what the Raiders do. But it was good to be out there today because there's a lot of good players out there. And if there wasn't, if that, if I looked out there and there was no Chandler Jones, Marcus Peters, uh, there was no Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, there was Hunter but no Jacoby Myers, you know, and if we take away one or two guys here and there, I'd admit to you, I'd say, man, this roster's got a lot of work to do. The roster still has some work to do, but they got to be closer. They got to be one draft away, one more free agent signing next year. And then they just, everybody needs to just shut up and say, this team's ready. Now they start the run to be a perennial playoff team in year three. And they got to be a perennial playoff team from year three to year seven. We got to have a four or five year run here where they're really good. And if they don't do that and they, and they, they go in the tank and they have a terrible year, we're going to be right here on the firing line dealing with all of it. So there's a sense of, hey, everybody's back to work. Everybody's happy. Let's go win. And there's a level of disrespect that I think that the fans understand this. And there are a lot of them. And there's a lot of fans here that are trying to figure it out. They're just fans. I'm a fan. I'm a season ticket holder. But there are a lot of other fans that are in a situation now where you're either in or out. And I'm not going to ever tell you how to act as a fan. You're either going to sell your tickets, go to the game. You're going to listen to the radio or not. But, you know, the fans that are really super negative with this team, come on out. Try to come to a training camp practice. Try to come to a preseason game. Try to get behind the team and see if this is a team that's going in the right direction, in your opinion. That's the monologue brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. Uh, 64 taverns throughout this great state. More opening up. They do so much over at the Strat. Arizona Charlies, head on out to PTs, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. I don't know how everybody just doesn't pull off the road at 5. I think 5 is the hottest part of the day. I really do. I think 435 is the hot, hottest part of the day. I just pull into PTs, have a couple of beverages. Greg in Sacramento will start us off. Hello, Greg. Hey, thank you, JT. Yeah, I'm fired up with you, JT. I'm pissed off about the national media. We got nothing but dogs out there, like you said. I'm listening to Max. Having Max as that number one leader with multiple leaders, Jimmy, Devontae Adams, Marcuses, both the Marcuses, you know, Chandler, all these guys, you know, Jacoby, Hunter, there's dogs out there. I mean, looking at it on paper, on paper, and like you always say, they, they got to do it on the field. We know that. But on paper, this is one of the best rosters I've seen in many years for the Raiders. And I'm pissed off, too. 
because they don't talk about everybody like they talk about the Raiders. And the Raider Nation, everybody, we've been going at each other's throats about the Jimmy G and the Patriot way. These are Raiders. These coaches are Raiders. Mentioning where they came from before, and when somebody comes to your family, it doesn't matter how you've been arguing or what you've been going back and forth on Twitter, it's time for us to stand together. It's time for us to, to, to stand as one unit because you don't let nobody come from your home. You don't let nobody come from your family. That's how I was raised. Just like how you say, JC, yeah. I, got, I got East Coast roots too. My family's from Brooklyn. We're not going for it. You coming for our team, we're going to stand together united, and that's all I got to say. Thanks for the call. I really appreciate that. I agree with you on that. I, I really agree with that. I, I think that if you're behind your team and the shield and the logo, you're behind them, but you should also be upset if they're not performing. And that's always been the case with this organization. What's really easy for me to understand is Gunther Cunningham, who hated the Raiders, ended up being a Raider coach. Jim Plunkett was drafted by New England, went to San Francisco, and came to the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted by New England, went to San Francisco, and he's a Raider. You cannot make an easier comparison than Jim Plunkett and Jimmy Garoppolo. And nor am I saying Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win a Super Bowl MVP in two Super Bowls. Jim Plunkett is on that level. But Jim Plunkett came to this organization a lot more battered and bruised than even Jimmy Garoppolo, who gets injured a bunch. So overall, you got to decide where you stand with this team. And I'm just going to let you figure it out and hopefully give you some really good content, give you good interviews, uh, get you here on the radio. It's going to be good at times. It could be bad. It might be ugly after some ga- some games. But I'm optimistic if this offense stays healthy behind the quarterback and the quarterback in the offense is smarter and more efficient, they'll win some of these close games where a lot of the national media aren't going to give them a chance. Vinny Bonsignor will join us. He's going to have great information coming in from camp. Um, well, today was our only day on the field, obviously. So I just say, just you know, his his openness and, and eagerness to um, to learn, and you know, whether that means from me or to to learn the the um, the scheme, and and obviously the coaches, the way the coaches want it done. So really cool guy. We've we've talked a lot. Um, you know, me when I'm going in there getting treatment in in you know the last phase when we were here, we got to learn a lot about him and and have some some funny, interesting conversations too. So. That's, that's really the, been the best part for me is just getting to know him as a person. It's Devontae. We're going to play Devontae. We got some sound to play. As I tell Bobby, burn it. Use it. People want to hear People want to hear Jimmy G more than me. Maybe not me and Vinny B together. That's something. Also, turn it up. It's Mick Jagger's 80th today. I don't meet my wife. My kids aren't born if it wasn't for Mick. As I met my wife walking into a Rolling Stones concert. So if there's no Mick... I don't have a family, and Mick means everything to me. Who had the over on Mick getting to 80? I did. Now let's get to 90 as Vinny Bonsignor joins us. Uh, great to see you out there again, Vinny, today. Vinny, a little bit hotter. Even some staff told me uh, they felt like it was hotter than last year. How'd you feel it? How'd you see it? Oh, man, I felt uh, actually kind of opposite, at least today. It's just one day, and I'm not going to get my hopes up. But there was a little bit of a nice breeze today. I know it was blowing hot air, but at least it was a, a little bit of a breeze. There's going to be some stale, hotter days uh, to come without question uh, over at uh, over here in, in, in Henderson, but uh, not too bad 
as far as I was concerned. How did Jimmy G look to you, see him for the first time run out there with the red jersey on being with his teammates? Yeah, uh, and, and I think the sound bite that you just played, you, you're going to hear a lot about that, about Jimmy G. First of all, I thought he looked good. Um, you know, made some nice connections with Devontae Adams and some other wide receivers. Um, you know, there were a couple of hiccups here and there, but, you know, obviously that's going to be uh, expected. Uh, I think the importance of what Devontae said about, you know, he's kind of got a way about him, <laughs> Jimmy G does. And, and you hear that a lot about, about Jimmy G talking to his former 49er players or, or teammates and coaches. And certainly uh, the players here, um, you know, with the Raiders who are getting to know him uh, about that way about him and about that leadership and kind of a very cool, casual sort of a guy uh, that I think is going to be easy for teammates to want to rally around and, and, and go fight for and win for. I just love his demeanor out there, and he's he's a guy that everyone, every single person and coach has said he is a great teammate overall, but then everybody else says, well, when is he going to get hurt that you and I don't deal with? Because we're not here to predict injuries. We're not here to guess what week he might go down. I don't think it's fair to the player, you as a journalist, me on the radio like we both are, and I just can't believe how many people were so worried about the timeline for him to get back in time, and I'm seeing side-on throws today, him running to come on to practice. He looks great. He looks like he's 100%, not someone that they have to bring along slowly. Yeah, and uh, I kind of kid about it on our show, but uh, if you saw him strolling to uh, the facility in Henderson about ready to take his, uh, his physical on Sunday, you know, he was all smiles and, uh, and, and totally chill, and it was like, what was everybody worried about? You know, like... This was, I had this thing covered, and, and, I, and I think that he did, and I think the Raiders did, which is why, and you know this, um, there was no angst that was being expressed. And, 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 you know, we talk to people, we have relationships with people, and you, you get a sense when there's something more underneath in certain situations, and certainly that can sometimes be the case, uh, as we've always seen over the years. But in Jimmy's case, I never felt, not even one time, uh, that there was any concern that he wasn't going to arrive at this moment, at this exact time, uh, and be ready to go. Now, you bring up a good point. He is injury-prone. We all know that. Um, and and get, keeping him healthy is going to be <laughs> the key to the Raiders' season, basically. Uh, but I will say this. There are years where he does stay healthy. So it's not like he gets hurt every single year. There's been seasons where he played a full uh, slate of games, hopefully for the Raiders and hopefully for Jimmy G. That's the case this year. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest. I want to go back to your column last Thursday, July 20th. He said, looking to rookies. And you had Tyree Wilson and Byron Young, both of them not ready to go to start. What is your level of concern? What are you hearing within the organization on getting both those players, impact players, one from Alabama who played in monster games and Byron Young, and Tyree Wilson, who Dave Ziegler calls a disruptor? Yeah, uh, and I think with, with Tyree, this was completely expected. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a key when you read the designations. You know, one is the NFI, which is a non-football uh, injury, or that just basically means whatever happened happened outside of the realm of the NFL and the realm of the Raiders. The other is the physically unable to perform list, which that means that it happened on the NFL dime or the Raiders dime. So with Byron Young, it feels like, and this is my uh, kind of, you know, uh, I'll just throw this out there. I feel like he probably tweaked something on the first day when rookies, when the rookies uh, came aboard. So I don't think it was anything that's serious, it's certainly not being described as anything serious. Uh, so whatever that is, the Raiders will, you know, do their due diligence and, and make sure he's ready to go by the time, you know, before they send him out there. In Tyree's case, obviously this 
pre, um, uh, you know, it, it was something that happened before he arrived with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. This was an injury that he suffered late last year. Uh, I think it was in November um, of his of his last year at Texas Tech. Uh, there's been a process, and and this is all part of that natural kind of process and plan that the Raiders had in place uh, to get Tyree to a as good a place as possible. And you know, a guy that plays that position who hasn't played competitive football or been full go or really done anything, much of anything on field since back in November, you can't just really throw him out there in training camp. That's just probably not the most prudent thing to do. So they wanted to build a little bit of a runway for him, uh, a ramp-up period. Uh, so this is all very uh, expected and part of the plan. Vinny Bonsignor, Review Journal, Vegas Nation, Raider Nation Radio. He wears many hats around here in southern Nevada. So I want to get to Marcus Peters because you covered Jalen Ramsey with the Rams, and you've covered a lot of great cornerbacks, uh, aging cornerbacks, young cornerbacks. I'm interested to hear what you think he has left and how this deal, for whatever we know about the deal, not all the specifics on a one-year deal, What's the upside to the organization and the player? I mean, are they expecting him to play at a certain value where next year he could be rewarded on that? Or is he on the back end of his career and you can only count on maybe one or two high-end years? I want to know what he brings to the table. So he has no competition. He's cornerback number one, and he's out there on every play. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And I covered Marcus for a couple of years uh, in Los Angeles, so got to know him. Um, and I think uh, what he brings to the table, first of all, uh, not just on the field, and that's going to, you know, his, his, his game kind of speaks for itself, uh, but you're going to know that Marcus Peters is around. Whether you're in the locker room, you're on the practice field, in the meeting room, he's going to challenge you. Um, he's going to be demanding of coaches and of teammates and of himself. Um, and there's no not knowing that Marcus Peters is in the room. And I think the Raiders need some of that. Uh, I saw what that looked like uh, with the Rams, and I saw that he gets himself to a place where when you look at the interceptions, things like that that he's done in his career, which he's prolific in terms of that, that doesn't just happen. There's a willingness on Marcus Peters' part uh, to go make plays and to go make things happen. Sometimes it comes at his expense, but he's the kind of guy that, okay, it happened, move on, let's go make the next play. And I think the Raiders need a little bit of a, of uh, an infusion of that. When you look at guys like Trayvon Morick, when you look at guys like Nate Hobbs and some of these younger, other younger defensive backs, I just feel like there's been too much of playing too careful and not wanting to take chances. And that's understandable, especially when you're a young player. Uh, but Marcus Peters embodies um, a, uh, a demeanor of, hey, if it's there, go make the play. Uh, and don't be afraid to fail sometimes in that pursuit. So I think the Raiders really can use some of that. How much gas he has left in the tank, that remains to be seen, and that's why you know, he's on a one-year deal, and, and they'll, they'll play this season out and see where it all uh, gets them. But if he's, uh, you know, he went through last year, a year after the serious knee injury that knocked him out of the previous season, if he's back to where he was a couple of years ago with the Ravens, uh, then I don't see that it can't be anything but a help uh, for the Raiders. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor, Vinny, last one. I listened to you this morning on your show, and very interesting the way you talked about this not being a rebuild, but certain position groups obviously are going to get better and there's still some work to do. I mean, the fans, I think, know you can't have a rebuilding team with Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, Marcus Peters, Josh Jacobs. Those guys wouldn't stand for that. There's a level of excellence that they see in themselves, and not every teammate just yet, but a lot of the teammates – 
that believe they're on the right page. So let's wrap it up by talking about what Dave Ziegler possibly could do in the next couple of weeks to just tweak this team, maybe one position more, one player that could come in. What are you looking forward to seeing if we're going to see anything? Yeah, um, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I would think if they're going to look somewhere, maybe linebacker. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're right about, um, you know, are they a complete team? No, absolutely not. Are there a lot of questions on defense? 1,000%. We've been at this a long time now for the Raiders or with the Raiders. And the defense, it's just been bad. Let's just be, you know, straight up and, and honest about it. Ever since I came here in 2019, it's been a bad defense. And until that defense steps up and says, okay, uh, we're going to be able to hold up our end of the bargain, it's going to be a concern. Uh, on, the, on the opposite side of it, to me, this offense, if Jimmy G stays healthy and we all get and understand that that's the big if, this offense, there's, there's no reason why this offense can't be a playoff caliber offense. There's mm-hmm. just too much talent uh, for it not to be, especially when they get Josh Jacobs back. And by the way, Zemir White looked really good today. Okay. Um, that takes sense away from Josh Jacobs. They need him. Uh, but but Zamir White looked really good today. Um, so you're, you're, you've got a you, you, you're you're in a non rebuild but a retool on the defense mm-hmm. side. But they fully believe that if that offense is and Jimmy G stays healthy and the defense can improve by just a little bit, there's no reason why they can't win more games than people are probably predicting that they'll win. Where that gets them, I have no idea. Vinny uh, tweeted out three hours ago a really good look at Jimmy G. I was next to Vinny. I was very quiet. Didn't want my audio to get in there. And uh, Vinny's got some great video and content up there. Uh, Vinny, fans want to drink tequila with you, but they insist to be chilled in this heat. Where can they get your tequila and have some chilled tequila with you? Well, if you're here in Las Vegas, Liquor World, um, you know, Ali's Liquors, uh, every brand, every uh, excuse me, Boyd property, uh, they're going to be uh, at the win uh, here, hopefully pretty soon. Uh, so it's all over um, here in Las Vegas, Dos Cadas, and uh, and I can tell you what, they are fired up uh, about this season and about being part of this whole thing. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you in a week or so. I'll be well. All right, have a good one. Thank you. There he is, uh, Vinny Bonsignor. Always good to talk to Vinny. Vinny covers the beat, and he also has a radio show here on our channel. All right, with Lindsay and Clay. So what he has to do is he has to have opinions, but he's a journalist. I'm not a journalist. I have opinions. There's a lot of different voices you're going to hear around here, and everybody's trying to get this team to win. No one in this building, the Raiders building or our building at Lotus, wants this team to struggle. We all want them to win. We don't hide behind that. I'm a season ticket holder. My tickets came in the box. I opened it up with my sons. They loved it. And I love being a season ticket holder for this team and being involved with some of the things I'm doing. I'll be doing a lot more. Found out today I'm going to be doing some cool stuff coming up here in the next couple of weeks in the preseason. Uh, an additional television show plus the interview with the coach every week. The podcast that I'll be doing, which is a great one. I really like the podcast that we do, Raiders Roundtable, with Lincoln and Q because it's in-house. It's Raiders property, but we're allowed to be critical. And if you've watched it and you've seen it, we don't sugarcoat anything there. And then uh, excited, too, that I'll be back for another year of Once a Raider, Always a Raider, our exclusive interviews with the alumni that will run through this show. So we'll take some of those interviews and we'll put them in podcast form, and I'm excited about all that. So today's a day of optimism. Uh, We have a couple we got to get up here. I see on hold, stay there. Raider 66, who's been helping me on this all-time team. 66, I got heat yesterday, man. Some fans didn't understand the designation of fullback 
with running back when I did those categories. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Raiders, as we were talking about yesterday, JT, is that the running back position for the Raiders, especially back then, was do whatever it takes to help the team win. That meant halfbacks going to fullback, fullback going to halfback. And we were talking about Kenny King had that great uh, Super Bowl 15, and then when they draft Marcus, he becomes the blocking back. So now he's now a fullback, not a halfback. Started as a halfback. Marcus Allen, greatest player in Raider history, arguably. When they draft Bo Jackson, he volunteers to go to fullback, to block for him, to put the best 11 players on the field at all times. So, yeah, it is easy to get confused with those. And, and I did not envy you your choices there because it, it was like, you know, flipping a coin. It, it just so many great players. Only one of them really is in the Hall of Fame, but every single one of them was a true Raider. And that's what you were trying to do is get the greatest Raiders of all time. And I think you're doing a great job. And I am having uh, the whale of a time helping out with that. This, this is right up my alley. I love this stuff. Awesome, my friend. Thank you. And we'll come back to the receivers coming up next week when I get back. Receivers and quarterbacks. And we put Josh Jacobs above Bo Jackson because I think it's obvious the, the career path of Josh Jacobs and Bo. Bo was a celebrity, famous. He was a fierce football player, a great running back. He had a very short career. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Clem Daniels had much bigger careers than Bo Jackson. They did. So if you're upset that I didn't have Bo in the top three, okay. Uh, you know, I understand that. Bo's one of your favorite players. I don't know what I'm going to do at wide receiver now with this greatest group because where do you put Devontae? Devontae... Assuming Devontae's going to be here a number of years, making a lot of money, Devontae's going to have much bigger stats than Bolitnikoff and Branch, but is he going to be as great as Bolitnikoff and Branch, who played great in the greatest games and walked away with the highest accolades in Raider history? I hope so, but I'm just not going to put him ahead of Freddie Bolitnikoff or Cliff Branch. Don't know. We'll get to that when we get to the receivers and we save the quarterbacks for the end. 702-365-9200. Speaking of Devontae, we're going to play all of the Devontae, I think most of the Max, and Jimmy G at the top of the hour because I know you didn't hear it because we weren't on the radio then, so we'll get to that. I think you want to hear Jimmy Garoppolo and his tone when we come back at the top of the hour. Um, you know, honestly, I think a lot of it is a mindset. I mean, it starts with your technique um, and executing your job, but, you know, we got to have that mindset. And I feel like, you know, since OTAs, we've that's something we've been um, trying to establish and, and working at it every day. So I like where we're at right now. Marcus Epps, he's got to play well. He was brought in to start, play safety, make plays, and be an impact guy, especially in the running game. Mick Jagger's 80th birthday today. I'll be in the pool in about an hour, bucket of Modellos, getting on a flight, going to New York. I'll be back on uh, Tuesday. We're ready to go. We'll do live radio on Tuesday. Harry Ruiz will be in for me. Uh, I want to say this. I'll lead with the next hour. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got a massive contract extension. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life live, and I've seen them all. I've seen Elway, Montana, Marino live. I put him up there. We're going to have to beat him. I don't root for him. I don't root for him. I root against him. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Fortunately, he doesn't win a lot. Of the two biggest games he's ever played, he's lost. The Raider last season regular season game, the greatest regular season game of all time, 
And he blew a 27-0 lead. He doesn't play defense, but he lost that. But I think the world of his talent, he is a badass. And the Raiders have to match him on defense, and that's what they're doing with Tyree Wilson and building it up. Thor. Thor. Black Hole, man. Black Hole Drinking Club, too. What's going on, Thor? JT, what's up, my brother? Ah, uh, man, you know, Red Nation Drinking Club in the back, Black Hole, man. We are all excited, baby. Absolutely. We are all excited, man. If Camp is back, man, this, like, we're so close now. We're so close. I, I can't even wait, you know, and and I heard you guys talking earlier, and I don't care what people say. I, I really don't. Three and fourteen. I say twelve and five. I don't care, and I know people think I'm crazy. And I think the guy who says three and fourteen is crazy. So what? It's an opinion, right? Everyone got one. I honestly believe this offense is going to be fire. I really believe Josh Jacobs will be ready to go. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't even scared about Jimmy G. I just thought he wanted to get to be a hundred percent. I wish I could have been out there today. And and whenever and just see like see him moving around and and whatever I'm, I'm excited, brother. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm optimistic. I'm I'm happy. I can't wait for football season. You got it, buddy. I Good can't day. Wait. Good day. I can't wait to drink in the parking lot with you guys. You, you, I will have a cold one with you in the parking lot. Uh, regular season this year. We only have one preseason game, but uh, for sure there. Thor makes an interesting point about you know he doesn't care what other people think. I do. I care what other people. Do say because I'm in the media at whatever level I'm at. I care about that. I care what other people say about the Raiders. I use it for content. I use it for motivation. I want to know what other people are saying about the silver and black. Jimmy G, one of the throws he made in warm-ups was full Mahomes sidearm. You know when Mahomes does that sidearm on purpose? So I was on the sideline on the Raiders team sideline, and he threw a ball sideline that was coming in that direction I was at on a rope. I'm like, man, and he's he's moving his legs around like he's supposed to. He's 100%. I'm not a doctor or a trainer. He was perfect. Running, hopping, bouncing around, throwing deep balls, short balls at all. Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good player in this league. If he's, if he's misunderstood to you, I get it. He's going to be misunderstood to the Raider Nation because he doesn't talk much. He doesn't talk to anybody. Like his family, his brother. His brother's a big part of his life because his brother's the guy that a lot of people talk with about Jimmy. He's just not going to be that guy. So don't get, and Derek didn't speak to us for years. Don't know why. Don't know what happened with that. We've touched on it. Derek didn't speak to us for years, and I hosted the Derek Carr show when the Raiders went 12 and 4. That was a long time ago. But this is a quarterback I don't expect to hear a lot from. A couple of press conferences. Maybe we get him on the radio a couple times a year. I just hope he stays healthy because I'm anticipating he's going to be healthy because that's what I want to do. I want to anticipate that he's going to be really healthy and play well and give the team a better chance to win in the red zone. All right, so we got a couple of audio pieces that we'll play next hour. We'll play Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams. Portions of that coming up on the other side. And a little bit more. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in. It's the first day at camp. What is your optimism level? I need to know that in the next hour.